Hey, Wonderfuls, welcome to episode 483 of the JV Club with my guest, Cricket Lee. She, of course, is the voice of May in Avatar The Last Airbender. I adore Cricket, and it's been so amazing getting to know her the last year, and I can't wait for you all to listen. I may have a couple more Boys of Summer trickle in a little late in the game, but I wanted to leave that door open, and I just want to remind everyone that I will be at the Salt Lake Fan X the weekend of September 23rd, 24th, and 25th. And happy September, everyone. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I love your avocado shirt. Thank you. It's the it's a shirt that um, was made out of like this comedy podcast I did. Um, that's like a space I love adventure. It. Oh, I think it's the voyage to the- voyage to the stars. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And we came up with the idea that this ship has so much going for it that it has an avocado deck, like an entire deck of the ship that's just dedicated oh, to all I would things love avocado. That. So. My friend's know, baby right? is named Ava, and they have a Facebook page called The Adventures of Avocado. Oh, yes, please. Right? I want to read that children's right. book right, right now. I know. Let's write it. Oh, it's so good. It's so oh, good. Oh, yes. Um, where were you coming back from that you tested just to be safe? Are you, doing, you did a con, yeah? Didn't you go? I did for you the last three weeks. This was just me being at home. I think. Oh, okay. okay. Because when yeah. I got back, I have a band and we did a gig three days later. And I oh, why did I fucking. The singing. Why? The, I mean, I, you, uh, you're a musician. And it was a charity for cancer and I was like I I just want to cancel this but I can't it's for cancer right you can't yeah for sure you can't cancel you can't and so I just did it and we killed it it was great but I needed sleep my voice was hoarse it's already hoarse I have to be like super careful um to have it be clear so then I just was fatigued so I got tested but they're like it's just a cold and I'm like sweet that's great yeah I mean it's not great to have a cold anyway but it's better um yeah anything anything that uh that causes my voice to get worn out or my throat to be sore, I immediately, you know, fly into a panic, which is not healthy and totally unnecessary. I do too, but, then, like, but then I'm like a psycho. Ugh. I'm like, I must sleep. I'm like, mommy dearest. Uh-huh. Like, Don't come in here. <laughs> Mommy needs her sleep now. Yeah, and they're like, oh, and then the band guys are like, why don't you do salt water? I'm like, look, you don't know what you're actually talking about. Like, that's uh-huh. a lovely thing, but it dries the throat, and that's not what I need. It does dry so, the throat. Boys, boys and bands, boys. come on. Well, I too am so glad we're doing this. And I know that some there are some stuff about your youth that we covered in, on Braving the Elements, the Avatar podcast. That being said, I can't guarantee that the crossover will yeah. all be 100%. So I definitely want to cover, even if we're tre- retreading, and also that was a million years ago. So probably True, you're right. it's, you're right. it, it will be fresh as a daisy anyway. <laughs> but um, one of the reasons that... I just kind of fell in love with you from our first meeting was, you know, knowing your background, knowing that you come from performance, you continue to perform, you're still very connected to the Avatar community, but you also are a licensed therapist and have this sort of what I perceive to be this just sort of general curiosity and interest in learning more and in understanding people better and in how to put that to use. And that's kindred spirits for me all day long. Like yeah. I just you love that and I, and I admire it so much. Yeah, And it's like always being hungry, right? Like, and so a few years ago, I, um, I got a little panicked because I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be 50 this year. But, you know, you worry about three years ahead of time. You start looking away. Yeah. You start and I was like, yeah. I'm I'm never satisfied. I must have a problem. I, I better go back to my own therapist. And then one day I was like, no. Oh, my God. Nothing's wrong. Oh, I'm just always I'm going to be 100 and be like, what else? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, and I just like surrendered and bathed in that and was like, oh, okay. that's lovely. It was lovely, but it came yeah. late in life because you, you're not socialized to be like that. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I can be totally like just just insanely ambitious. Yeah. <gasps> it was so wonderful. It was so free. And it doesn't mean I'm yeah. a B word or I'm a yeah. whatever. It doesn't mean any of that mischaracterization. Yeah. It just meant. I like things. I'm hungry. I like different food and I like different food in life. And I want to learn and figure it out just like you do. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And two, I would love to hear your thoughts on like, you know, it's so and maybe it doesn't matter because it's so kind of ingrained in our society at this point. But 
I always like I, I've had moments in my life where I feel like I should be panicking about my age and I'm not, <laughs> but then I sort of surpass that. But then maybe it hits me at a different time. Yeah. And then I am like, oh, was I repressing this? Like, oh, when I turned 30, I was like excited to be 30. There was no part. And then when I turned 40, like I, I was like, this feels no different than it did yeah. last year or five years yeah. ago. So why would I make a thing about yeah. it? But like lately I've, I've, I've almost been pun- like, punishing myself for not having panicked about yeah, it does that make sense very, and i can't tell what is this yes, Talk that's to a me. very type a and i will me. send you a check yeah uh-huh. i'm very type a i would do the same thing because we want to make sure we're because if you're if you like hunger if you're hungry right and that means you want like lots of yummy things so we want the meat we want the marrow we want the bone of life so yeah. those people and i am one who has anxiety okay yeah, yeah, that's my yeah. profile oh i'm yep. gonna absolutely wonder if I did it right. <laughs> so I'm going to be like 60 and be like, did I enjoy 34? I mean, I could have done yes, more when I was 19. Yes. I had, I had six pack abs. I did nothing with them. <laughs> what was I supposed to do? I don't know. Flaunt them. Like I go, I, I do this too. Yeah. I second guess how I'm processing the journey. That's totally yeah. normal. That's just anxious yeah. brains. But then in the end, I'm like, well, I can't worry about it. It's it's done and it's time for me to be be thinking about what's next, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah there I mean I don't really have regrets, but I definitely have second guess processing issues, which Yeah. Which I would you- I like that. I would like that cuz yeah, it doesn't feel and it almost feels yeah, it's not it's it's I, I regret is such a strong word and I yeah. totally agree with you that it's and it's also like and if you're an anxious person and you're a person who has sort of internalized making your own self feel shame or guilt as, for example, like me as an only child Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever it is that brings you to a place where you're harder on yourself. And most Mm -hmm. of us are, right? Most of us are. Performers, yeah. And most of us have hard, yeah, performers, we have a hard time quieting those voices Mm -hmm. that there's a sense of like, um, oh, oh, now I'm, I'm looking back wondering why I didn't panic about something. And it's almost like I'm punishing myself. Like you didn't feel that then. And that's not okay Mm. because everyone else went through that. So you need to go ahead and go through it now because you got to feel it sometime because everybody has to feel it instead of like, what if we all lifted each other up out of that and no one gave a shit when they turned 50? Like what, like would it mean would that number have meant something to you or would you have just felt what you felt without putting a number it on it? Meant like if we nothing. weren't told to. I mean, if we changed it, like I'm turning 50 in a month. So let's say I changed it and it, and I was going to call it, I'm going to get an, an elbow. Like, okay, I'm getting my elbow. Right. I already have them, <laughs> but like, okay, I'm getting a seahorse. Like, yeah. um, cool. Be like, wow, you've got seahorse years. You're awesome, man. You've been around for a long time. You've done a lot of stuff. You're rad. Yeah. Let's celebrate. Uh, that's it. Yeah. It wouldn't be yeah. you're old, you're crepey, you're fat, you're not approachable, you're not attractive, you're not this or that. It would have nothing yeah. to do with, well, really even aging. It would just be almost yeah. more accumulation, which I yes. like. So it's like, yes. oh, I've started this garden at like 18 and I made a lot of mistakes and pulled a lot of weeds. And you know, yeah. But then now I've cultivated this garden and yes, I get a seahorse or an that. elbow <sighs> and that's my special garden and it doesn't look like anyone else's as opposed to like getting it. older and like, getting well we do get weaker physically yeah but we have to maintain that garden or that that aquarium or whatever visual right people like i think i would rather look at it as oh i've accumulated years yeah i love that and i love the garden analogy and i also feel like you know that is and and for the most part i do feel like you know i have a better relationship with myself and who i am and even getting older than i did 10 years ago you know, right? And I wouldn't go back, right? So when we talk about regrets, it's like, would not go. Don't worry, everyone. No. Would not go backwards. I tell Do not worry. That. You will not want to go back. I, like, I mean, I, you know. They'll be like, but I'm I'm turning 30. And I'm like, oh, oh, it's going to be so much better. Oh, I can't wait for you. Yeah. It's such a relief. But to feel like, yeah, you know, you do get weaker. Um, it's easier for more stuff to go wrong. But also... Uh, like, the trade-off truly should be, and we should be able to celebrate it, like feeling like more at home with who you are and feeling like you have a better sense of the world and that you and and you figure out what matters and what doesn't matter and um to spend the time celebrating that rather than thinking about like whatever it is that you're losing because then that really is then it's like youth is wasted on the young and And old age is wasted on the elderly (laughs) 
like, wait, so when are we happy? Oh, between yeah. 62 and 62 and a half. Like, yeah. And so it's true. I think we're gaining perspective, right? Yes. And yes. if you're not, and you will see these people that are growing along with you and you're going to see them stunt and you'll be right. like, huh? And they might be family. They might be lovers. They might be boyfriends, but you're going to be like, wow, that's really strange. You know, that person mm. doesn't seem to be enjoying the, the the accumulation of years or enjoying yeah. perspective they're scared there's fear there's a lot of stuff they need to work through um, but yeah. you will surpass them on your journey because you can't i mean you can keep a couple friends like that but generally there's this like disconnect where one yeah. of you and it isn't about money or fame or anything like that it's yeah it's not at all um yeah but i think that's fascinating and it's interesting to look at your female peers and be like okay yeah how do we all use this like kind of language with each other so we yeah. can take stigma away from aging, um, yeah. whether you're an actress yeah. or a banker, like it matters Absolutely. no matter where you are. Absolutely. Great. So, okay. So let's put, uh, let's put cricket in, uh, the place that she was a teenage, uh, a teenager. Was that one place? Were you moving around when you were, you know, 13, 18 to 18 kind of age? Yes. What was, where were you? What was going yeah, on? So 13. So we moved around a lot because I had a single parent, single mom, and um, so I remember 13, we were there for one year. So I was sixth grade, I was in one year in Michigan and it was all the rage to be wearing parachute pants. I don't know if you uh -huh. remember. Okay, so Definitely no I remember pants. everything. I Like the guy liked Mark, he had them in gray, red and blue. And I was like, oh. I don't understand how someone so awesome can have that much awesomeness. <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't have any, but I, I will just listen to his rub against the floor when he does his <laughs> dancing. So that's what I did. I was boy crazy. I was horrible yeah. in school. I couldn't focus on anything. I was just thinking about the parachute pants and like what was happening <laughs> in the hall. And then, yeah, so 14, I was probably in eighth grade or might've been eighth grade moved again. Ninth grade was high school. So we, it was a different, it was like a lot of different schools being the new kid. Yeah. And like having to acclimate. And I was always the clown. So it was easy. Yeah. I was like, oh, you I knew. can be funny. And like people thought my name was ridiculous. It was absolutely, it is ridiculous and horrible. I <laughs> absolutely love your name. And oh, I only oh. know one other person with that name. And she is much more of I the, someone our age named her daughter that, right? Because um, it's Busy Phillips' daughter. Oh, right. Um, I love the But like, teenagers. for sure, we never, yeah, we never, I mean, Unless your parents were like out and out hippies. Yeah. I did not have friends who, yeah, who had like creative, beautiful names. But as a, as an avid reader of Cricket Magazine, oh, when I was same. little and like loving those little bugs so much, they were so sensitive and had such big hearts. Oh. Um, I would have, I would have loved to know you. And I also cannot imagine how many people would have teased me if my name were Cricket. Thank like you. when I think about who I went to school just... with, I'm like, it would be, un they found ways to make my name yeah, offensive. How did so they if Janet? that's possible, that sounds like the most... you know? Right. So I went and I loved Cricket and I read the magazine too. And I still have a copy of Cricket magazine and the little Cricket chatter pencils because I, oh, because I was obsessed so with it too. Cute. So I thought yeah. that was cool, but it was really hellish to be the clown. I think if I had just been like the nerd kid, yeah, I could have just been like, all right, I'm a nerd, you know, make fun of me. But because I was trying to be the clown, I had to like make it cool. Like I had to make cricket be yeah. kind of cool. So I was a filthy, rotten, young, wild girl. I was, <laughs> I was just any like truck driving language. That's what I, that's, that was me. And in front of my mom, I would be like very together, but at school yeah. I was like, I was like Demi Moore in St. Elmo's <laughs> Fire a little bit. That's great. Like just a little wild. And yeah. funny enough, that's so not me. Like I'm such a dork at heart, but yeah. I felt like I had to put this persona, you know, like, oh, I'm cool. I know everything, you know, which gets you yeah. in trouble as a kid because yeah. you get into situations. It's, it's, so, I, it's so interesting, though, because that does seem like such a smart like when you look back and especially having now a background in, in psychology, like. The yeah. idea of finding out that, you know, a way to ingratiate yourself quickly or even to not ingratiate yourself, but to seem like you're fine with it. Like it's kind of the perfect it's kind of the perfect persona because we even as actors talk about how good it feels to become someone else mm -hmm. and to be able to walk away from our own internal monologue and to 
feel emboldened and people talk about when they put on their mascot uniforms yeah. or put on a mask, yeah. you know, the sense of protection, like it's armor. Mm-hmm. And so I love the idea that you were savvy enough to realize like, okay, I've tried, like maybe that was something that was evolving as you were moving around, like tr- trying mm-hmm. on little bits and pieces that even, su- you know, unconsciously you're not yeah. sh- aware of going on, but that you're crafting this armor and the armor is I'm going to be funny. I'm going to be wild. I'm going to win over my peers mm-hmm. because I'm not going to be, I'm sure not going to be a nerd. No, I mean, um, I was, I never, you know, raised, but I'm also going to be it. funny, which is like, in, you know, it's like, um, you're not, you're making fun of yourself. I'm sure part totally. of it is like, you know what I mean? You're not trying to be like snooty. Um, it's like all the combinations sort of really make sense to drop into a new environment and feel like you're going to have the most success the fastest, right? That was it. So smart. That was it. And then my friends were all really good in school. So I I just began to be like, oh, I'm going to have to like actually do the school thing at a a certain (laughs) age. Like I can't just keep like charming my teachers. Yeah. And I didn't know. I mean, it was the 80s. I definitely had ADHD. Nobody talked about it for women. It was like, my mom. I was going to say, how often do you even hear the story you're telling comes usually from boys oh, in my, in, just in my experience 100%. of doing 500 of the episodes? You know what I mean? It's like, and I was very much like you where I was kind of the clown and I identified with boys at the Me time too. in big ways because that was like behavior I understood. Um, but I also knew I wasn't that. Yeah, you know no, what I, mean? I so actually where do you always fit, you know? felt gender wise, like my mom would say, don't make that face. It's not a pretty face. And I would be like, oh, I would do yes. more of it and be like, ah, like, oh, and I did this voice yes, for like a solid year. And I talked like that. And my mom, she was like, I can't, I'm going to kill. And I was like, get used to it. Like, I was just like a totally <laughs> rebellious, annoying, charming but, and loving, but like really misguided ADHD kid who could have really yeah. utilized some therapy and maybe some medication to help me focus. So yeah. I could get a good grade and be like, oh my gosh, my whole identity can be different. Like, Oh, right. wow. I can, you know, right. so it, I did eventually be like, like panic a little, like, uh, oh my yeah. gosh. But 13, I, I had braces. They were the clear kind uh-huh. ceramic because I was doing a chorus line. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. How this is getting very professional. And I was like, quickly. oh mom, I have to have braces because these, uh-huh. because I can't sing and have silver. You know, I was like a total weirdo. Yeah. So we got the special braces and, and, and I did the course. I mean, I played like a 30 year old. It's ridiculous. It was theater. <laughs> but like, you know, I pl- and it was so uncool because I played the Asian uh-huh. character. Like, that's uh-huh. not not OK. Mm-hmm. Right. But do you feel like they were like, she looks enough like she looks the most. It's, it's ridiculous. Asian I guess. Of any. They took two parts and gave me both. So I got to sing at the ballet. Uh, I, see, I see. And then I got to play Connie Wong. Always Wong. Yeah. Never right. It's so awful. <laughs> I am sorry. But so I got the braces and then I went, um, I, I hated them, but you know, I did my best and I was always performing. I just, because I wasn't good in school, it left me like zero space to be anything mm. but a performer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when I look yeah. back, I'm so sad for my little self <laughs> yeah. because I'm like, oh honey, I wish, and that's okay if I still wanted to go be an actor and I probably would have, yeah. but I just wanted the option to like yeah. open up a government book and maybe read a little, write notes and maybe yeah. retain a little bit. So where I yeah. could maybe get a C or a D plus instead of Fs, uh-huh. maybe be like, wow, what if I want to be a lawyer? Like it just not, my whole identity could not attach to that. Yeah. And so looking back, it makes me sad, but I wasn't sad at all at the time. I loved it. Right. I was performing, <laughs> I was singing, I was dancing. I took tap class, jazz class, Hawaiian class. I mean, I was like, guitar. I mean, I was in a band. I was just a total, you know, my mom just thought, wow, she's got a lot of energy. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, at least you could say that something was being born out of that energy yeah. and the fact that you were diversifying as a performer and weren't just like, I sing in a chorus and that is what I do right. and I will everything, you know, and sort of become uh, obsessive about it for lack of a better word. But w- so from freshman year, say to senior year, mm-hmm. were you settled in? Or I didn't were you even I, moving I, I within moved, those years. Um, after, so I went to my high school for two years terribly. I mean, and this is Michigan. Yeah, I was like <laughs> bad. I mean, uh-huh. I got an A in English and and like D's and everything. And I would put jokes. I would. I have my tests from like um, physics, and I would like write jokes in there, like 
what's this? And I'd be like, a hippopotamus's ass. Like I would just, I was a total clown because I really didn't know. I, I knew my brain wouldn't retain, but I didn't know why. And I didn't even really know what ADHD was. I thought it was for like hyper boys. I just didn't. Yeah. And my yeah. girlfriends were such good students. They were like, you're so smart. And I was like, why are you lying? Hmm. And they were like, what? And I'm like, well, if I am, why can't I do what you're doing? I don't, you know, and they didn't know what to say. And yeah. Um, yeah. so by 16, I knew I knew by 15, I wanted to leave Michigan. But I was like, how am I going to do this? I mean, I have a single parent. My dad isn't really in my picture at that time. And my mom is a secretary. Like, oh, how are we going to do And that? siblings. I have uh, an older sister who was yeah, kind of on her own, but dealing with yep. mental illness, early mental illness that we didn't yeah. know about. Like oh, just early hard. stuff that we were like, oh, yeah. geez, we don't know what's going to happen to her. Yeah. And so I had been reading this article in the Chicago Tribune my mom got. And so I saw this is what I want to do. I want to go to this school in Chicago. And I presented it to my mom in the living room after we watched Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> the original. The OG. OG. Uh, Shannon Doherty. Um, and so she thought I was crazy, but it was a hoot. And we moved. We, yeah. we just went. And that you scooped was up your sis. Your sis went along. No, sis stayed. She stayed. Mm -hmm. It was just mom yeah. and I. We were like these weird roommates. Like we were supposed to be mother and daughter, but it was a bit like roommates. You know, we were moving yeah. to this this big city, and I just flourished there. I mean, I I got A's in Shakespeare and English, and then again, still D's in history. Uh -huh. <laughs> she liked what she liked. Everybody. Yeah. She liked what she liked. So that was the last I'm sure move that's, yeah. before college, it's, right? And adults really are. I mean, uh, your peers, you know, obviously, even that was happening. They were saying stuff to you as being the same age as you and being the same grade as you. But as an adult, to feel like you don't know to be to, it almost would have been nice. It wouldn't have been better if you were getting no good grades. But to yeah. be able to go like, but yeah. honey, you can remember your lines oh. like you're memorizing lines. Thank you. So I know that you have memory retention capacity, you. but you're not applying that. And it so it just translates to like. Oh, you're just not applying, and right. that's a willful thing rather than like what could she be going would, she on. She would write my papers for me sometimes and be like, "Honey, I don't understand." We just didn't understand, but we also didn't know. We didn't think therapy was the fix because I wasn't having emotional you problems. Yeah, exactly. So it was like really confusing. Obviously, there was a learning disability, right? But it just was too early in in the history of time for us yeah. to be like, "Oh, that's what it was," and so. You know, and I just had a blast performing, so it was fine. I I ended up putting my energy there, and the and you were at a school great. where that was sort of. I mean, was that Chicago it was kind Academy of a school that was like, yeah, we're here. We you were not the only person, in other words, who was like math. No, thank you. Oh my goodness, no, and and yeah. physics and and chemistry, and I I was just terrified. And I'd have friends who would just like do it and get A pluses, and I was like, how? Tell me how you do it. Like I was just yeah. fascinated. Um, but then I got the lead in the play and I read all these plays. So you're right. I don't know why nobody thought <laughs> maybe <this was laughs> some learning issue. Yeah. I guess that's the other thing, too, is like figuring out later that you could have been more enthusiastic about something when it feels at the time like an enthusiasm thing or or the thing that belongs to other people, which I feel yes. like is such like the siren song of my podcast is like, oh, I, I've come to know myself so much better through talking to other people about their teenage years because so much of what I built off of was whatever messaging I was giving mm -hmm. myself or being given as a, as an adolescent because everything was like hard, so super charged and was like Us processing too. differently and deeper and you know and more intense everything you feel is more intense your hormones everything's dialing in or in most of our cases dialing way out yeah. but still having this huge effect on us a feeling like oh my gosh like I just like when someone got was great, I wrote, a, you know, did, did great on their math test. I was like, that's not for me. Like, I don't I don't I don't own that. I don't possess that. And there and that belongs to you. And so I'll never try again. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll, 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 I will just avoid math. I will just avoid it at all costs. Yep. And I will never re really apply myself because I've seen other people do well at it. Hence, I must not be good at yes. it. So I'll never try yes, again. That it's is just like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I grew up with the narratives that said women are rock stars. Oh, Okay, that's nice. Never yeah. trust a man. Okay, that's mm -hmm. not great. Helpful. Okay, really helpful. Thanks. 
<laughs> Never. They will always do you wrong. Do everything oh. alone. You'll do it better. So, oh, right. Girl, These were like, yeah. we don't have enough money. There's not enough resources. Go get it for yourself. I was like, oh, God. It's like Vietnam out there. I was like, I got to get out. I'm going to get out. I'm going to make my money. And you're not going to get, like, I had all yeah. this, like, aggression about yeah. men in the world. And I never took my mom's narrative at 100%. But I definitely was like, oh, those are my messages. It's it's interesting what when you start realizing, like, when you start realizing how deep those things have gone and having that recognition allows you to immediately sort of like pull it out and look at it and then maybe do something about it. But I spent so much time like parading through my teenage years, like taught, like bragging about how different I was from my mom, as many of us do, Ooh. and feeling so disconnected from who she was as a person and just feeling like I didn't understand how I was her daughter. Ooh. Like, I don't understand. I'm so like my dad. I'm just like my dad. It's like my dad had me and that's it. I'm going to test you. <laughs> like, I can't relate to my mom at all. And part of her her rhetoric, which, which I totally understand and came out of like a broken heart and sounds perhaps like your mom had a similar experience, but my mom's was not don't trust a man. My mom's was, oh, bless her heart, like it hurts my heart, was like only marry someone who's your best friend. Don't oh. marry for love. Don't fall in oh. love. Don't trust love. Do get married, but it needs to be a companion that you may or may not ever be attracted to wow. ever. That's what you need to be looking for. And so because she had, you know, been madly in love with the two men that she wow. married and it didn't work Wasn't out. Real. And then she was done. Yeah. She well, was that like, kind I of give grieving. up. I mean, that's like death that she yeah. experienced. And so it's so true. Like, how does she have a child and not give that? Like, we can't even be angry or, or, or upset. It's like, yeah, these parents, ours, they're just trying to help. They're trying to keep us safe. They're trying to keep us safe. Yeah. They, and they do. Um their best. I always tell clients, they're like, well, my mom's awful. I'm like, well, would it surprise you if this is her best? It yeah. is her best. We cannot yeah. be angry that her limitations are different. At yeah. that time, of course, I was like you, I was like a little bit like my mom's crazy. A little. <laughs> I was like, I yeah. don't think I agree with all this stuff. I yeah. like the guys in my class and the boys I've dated were I've never been cheated on or hurt. Yeah. I mean, my whole life, I have never, to my knowledge, had yeah. drama with a boyfriend. I've never had goofy, just any of that. I've never, I've just chosen well. I've picked people with good hearts who are communicative. And yeah. I think I just sort of wanted to get out and prove her wrong in certain ways. Yeah, no, I was going to say, Gosh, if you, were doing, you, you, made, you made great choices in defiance yes. of the thing that was supposed to protect you, but that you inherently were able to perceive as mm -hmm. like, I can't, I'm not going to use this. I don't want to use this. This is like, not that's my a tool story. I exactly. What exactly. You so that's a great point. Like which side of the street is this garbage on? Is it on crickets? Yeah. No. <laughs> How about don't trust anyone? No, no. I have some good luck trusting people. Oh, yeah. you do? Well, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, oh. So then yeah. I feel survivor guilt because my life's going great and yours isn't. Yep. Yes to that. Yes to that. And how do well, I manage yeah. that? Like, how yeah. do we manage that as little, these young women growing up? Yeah. And, you know, I didn't know any of this until I was 30 and I had panic attacks driving on Mulholland. And I was like, what in God's name is happening to me? And then I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, there's all this like, you know, childhood stuff. And as good as we did and adapting to it, um, it was still kind of coming at me. And I, and I realized that I was um, really picked up that codependency <laughs> from my mom. Sure. Well, I was going to say, like, th have you talked to Michaela about this? Mm -hmm. I mean, because you guys have done constantly. Haven't. You have to talk to her because her she also, with her mom, moved up and moved to L.A. in this case. Oh, wow. And was and, and has a very similar story about about living in the same space with her mom and feeling like, you know, Probably yeah. there was some independence and codependence stuff that, you know, should have, there's stuff that should have happened. There's stuff that didn't happen. Yeah. We, there was very much a like, it's you and me kid, yep. kind of sisters, but I'm also still your mom. And like, there, so That's it's really so interesting funny, that, it? yeah. So maybe those type of parents out there, be careful. <laughs> You're going to have actresses come yeah. out of that, <laughs> yeah. out of that. Because if you don't want actresses, trying to don't perform, do it. You know, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was a wild part of life you know 
just parsing that out. But that's interesting. I will definitely talk to her about that. Cause oh, you have to. Yeah, you should listen to her episode I will. Uh, of, of my podcast because there's there's some really cool parallels it's there. It's you and me, um, kid. That's a great title because so yeah. enmeshment is what I then learned as a therapy student. I was like, oh, oh, I thought enmeshed meant like nobody had their own identity. But yeah. you can have lots of enmeshment on a spectrum. And I realized we definitely did. And so then I mm. had to set out and I remember saying to my therapist, well, what if I like say no to the enmeshment and my mom like flips out and she's like, oh, she will absolutely flip out. <laughs> it's what we do next. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. She goes, do you want to have a good life? And I'm like, well, yeah. She goes, then you don't have an option. Hmm. And I was like, OK, that's cool. Hmm. I like that. That's direct. I can follow direction. Yeah. And and it saved saved me and saved our relationship. We have the best mom and I are best friends, but in a way that's oh, boundaried so yes, and like yes. beautiful and giving. And it hurts sometimes because I have to say no to stuff, but I yeah. do. Okay, we're gonna take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. This week, greatest discovery becomes. Greatest Trek. That's because Greatest Trek is for way more than just discovery. We renamed our hit show that's on Maximum Fun, covering all the new Star Trek shows Lower Decks, Strange New Worlds, Picard, Prodigy, Discovery, and any other new Star Trek show Paramount throws at us. Come find out why we're the most important Star Trek podcast on the internet with our funny, informative recaps of all the new Star Trek shows that Paramount keeps churning out. Subscribe to Greatest Trek. It's a new Star Trek podcast from the makers of The Greatest Generation. Circling back on these boyfriends, uh, how much dating were you doing in high school as you were doing these various plays? And um, when did you get oh, your bracelet God, off? Not Those two all. things aren't super connected. I was like I, I was boy crazy, but I didn't have like real boyfriends. I mean, I did have a boyfriend when I was 12 and his name was Derek Menchinger and I was madly in love and I wrote a song about him. Like I was like, oh. I was big on the Derek Menchinger. And then did you try to rhyme any words with Derek or Menchinger? Let me remember. It was that song. <laughs> yes, it was a song. I made a parody. This is so embarrassing. Oh my god! I love it was it this already. song called. Oh god, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> oh, we were swinging. It's a it's a country song. Well, I met her on the porch and we were swinging, and I was like, "And hey, Mr. Menchinger picked me up." I mean, it's ridiculous. I'll have to find it somewhere. But yes, I did try to match that. Oh, that makes me so happy. he's still around. He's the best guy. He's a great kid. Oh. Yeah. Actually, oh. we have a little surprise for you. Derek, could you come in here, please? I, I know. I so know. Funny. How did I know? He was a Super sweet, creepy. Sweet boy. A sweet boy. Always from the beginning. I had great taste. I had great yeah. taste in boys and men. But no, I think 13, 14, 15, I met a boy. Um, and he was a little older and he was like a troubled kid. And I was I'd mm. never gone that road. Yeah. And he drank alcohol and did acid. And I was like, oh, and so I tried acid, you know, I was terrified. I was such a nerd. I was like, let me read all about it first. Like I was, oh, sure. You know, I was like, I'm too scared. Um, But he was a musician and a photographer. And um, I remember- Wait, was, let me, I'm sorry. I, I'm so sorry. I Why? really hate to interrupt. No. I just have to pause on the acid thing for a second. Oh, yeah. I know if we can say something like that. Oh no 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 we can't oh, no no, no okay. we totally can't we, I am very honest about that stuff and I, I and I I can't pretend to tell people to do or not do what they're going to do because they're going to do it mm. they're going to do it or they're not going to do it but that said I just am asking because when I was thirteen I did acid before I had ever smoked a cigarette before Same. I had ever smoked pot and before I ever got okay so like how nuts is that that we both were I... like let me go ahead and try the thing that will last for eight to ten oh, hours and i like lost my like mind. without any <clears throat> without any context of like what it's like to even be the tiniest bit buzzed to go right into that i did so the intense. same thing i don't know why i did that i think <gasps> so i thought cigarettes were disgusting i'm like now yes. that is gross i'm not gonna smell uh-huh. <laughs> and booze i was like ew that's what old people do they drink <laughs> Yeah. and like even with pot i remember yeah. being like 
well, I don't know what's in that. And somehow the fact that uh, acid had been invented in a lab made it seem like very safe. Like it's like Tylenol. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, it's these little these little tabs. So so some scientist must have had to do something uh, uh, to that. And and, but I did take like a quarter because I was so terrified. I was like and then I remember just being like, okay, this is not anything like I've, you know, done. Yeah. And I heard my mom's voice. Oh, my God. You know, your brain's only 16. You know, I, I got panicked a little. And then I was like, let's relax. Like, let's chill out. Um, yeah. But that's when, you know, 16, I lost my virginity. And uh, was it to the was it to that? It was kid, to that the, guy, tru- the trouble the kid. Trouble OK, so you were kid. saying he was a mute. You say he was a musician. Yeah, he, played, he, and was he was a gorgeous, yeah. still is gorgeous musician. He looked like Anthony Kiedis from the Chili Peppers, like really sure. good looking. Um, he loved photography, took these gorgeous pictures of me. Um, and, but he used to be, he was one of these guys who would give you the backhanded compliment, which I didn't know at the time. Early negging. Oh, I was like, he says to me, oh, you know, I love your Roman nose, but no one else will. So, and I remember being like, you really, I know I was like, what a funny thing to say. It was so foreign to me. I was like, what? Yeah. And then it would happen again. Mm -hmm. Like little things. Oh, I love this. It was always a physical a- attribute, which is so mm-hmm. stupid because that's literally something I don't care about. I, yeah. I, I, I'm short. I'm curvy. That's never cha- It's never going to change. I, I don't try to be, you know, Cindy Crawford. I just don't. So it was yeah. funny to me that he went that route, like to try to. I wonder if it made him so insecure that you were clearly comfortable with that stuff. <laughs> maybe. To where he was like, uh oh, maybe I need to like rein her oh, in. That's because a good point. I've never thought you know, about psychoanalyzing him. Hmm. <laughs> I should have, and then I was like, "Well, I'm going to go audition for this this school in Chicago where I ended up going." He's like, "Oh, you don't, you're not going to get in." And I was like, "Well, I don't know." I like, I was still like, "Yeah." I was God, like, I "Well, you. I don't know." Because I'm so proud of you. I'm going to dance. I'm going to audition in three parts because yeah. you know then I know I can get into one. And I was, he was just like, "What a waste of time." And I remember being like, "I was with my mom in the car on the way to the audition." And I was like, "He said that," and she was like, "What?" And I was yeah. like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. She's Meanwhile, like, she's like, that's men for you. Yes, They're all sure like that. Was. She's like, let's get men chip ice cream. <laughs> that was what we did. Every time there was like a heartbreak. I mean, I'm so proud of you, though, because like I hearing that would I feel like maybe that would have worked on me. And like, what if oh, it made me what think. if you were like, you know what? I won't. I you know what? I'm not going to audition. Like, oh, you're right. right. I'm not going to audition. It is a waste of and time. Stay Thank you. In Thank you for getting me on the right course. And stay yeah. in my small town, not just Michigan. It's a small town. And then I heard later he had a terrible substance problem and this and that. And he's mm-hmm. fine now. But just yeah. the fact that, oh, wow, that's where your perspective and your head was literally up your ass when you were telling yeah. me that. And thank yeah. God, just luck and par- yeah. and good, you know, a parent that was around. To be yeah. like, that's what do you think of that? And I'm like, I thought it was kind of jacked up. I mean, uh-huh. he hasn't seen my dance routine and he doesn't <laughs> know what song I'm doing. And that's rude. Like, I, <laughs> I love it. Wait, what song were, were you doing? What was your dance routine? I think I did. Oh, funny enough. Now that Kate Bush is back. So I'm obsessed with Kate. <gasps> yes, I did. I, I did Kate, Kate Bush. I did a modern dance sequence to Kate Bush. Great. Um, uh, that was beautiful. That was like, that was like, was that like sensual world era? Was that yeah, like, yep, um, yep. It, it, it yeah, it wasn't running up that hill. It was another one. I have to think about it. But is it, uh, is it, uh, dang it. Yeah. I'm never that was the most think. famous one. What no, it was creepy. It was a dark piece. Oh, okay. Oh, it's going to make me not dark. Creepy piece. I love it. It was like contemporary dance where I'm like throwing yeah. myself around. And I then I sang, it. funny enough, I sang some like, Italian funny I don't even have that kind of range but I really thought oh this is like a proper fame school sure so I have sure. to like pretend to be yeah really good and so I did this like stupid aria or whatever and, and then I acted I did Anne Frank for my mom oh <laughs> so heavy I, so heavy. I was very I took myself very seriously sadly I was not well, a clown that interesting that that's no, what I'm that's became, where I'm going I was like oh no 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 that's done. I can just be cricket here. Yeah. And I can yeah. have my unibrow and listen to Melissa Etheridge and dress like a boy and like no one cares. And I just felt like I could really be free in Chicago and free with these art kids. Yeah. Um, 
It's kind of a great city. Oh, I mean, did you have that? Did you fall in love with it when you were there? Was it was that part of kind of what made it special that that experience? Sure. And my mom had lived there in the 60s with my my sister. And she said she'd run away from Michigan to go be this dancer. And so there was this dream for her Mm. even in this coming back to this town she loved that she wanted to stay in. But because she didn't have a husband, her family made her come Mm. back. And I was like, let's go together and like, see what happens, you know? There you go. So I would uh, take the train every day. It was right downtown. And um, she was working as a paralegal and we'd meet up for lunch. We'd meet up after. And and then pretty soon after I got a job at the Goodman, I got very lucky and got um, in a Christmas carol there at the Goodman. So I got my equity card and was working at like 16. Um, But the school was actually then became really aggravated with me because I would be really tired and sleepy Mm. and they accused me of doing drugs which is hilarious because I'm terrified of all things like I'm afraid (laughs) of dying I don't want to touch no I yeah like I smoked pot in college and never get like I just don't I don't do it I love my Chardonnay but Uh (laughs) at 16 I was just going from rehearsal and I was a dance minor so I was just exhausted and so I let them know no I'm just I'm in this play and your school is supposed to be the kind of school that allows for that kind of flexibility. Right. So I was hitting some walls there. My mom came in and talked to him and was like, look, this, we're not going to pay for this very expensive school. And I had some scholarship, but the, she was yeah. like, this is the point. Like, this is a, right. This is what we're doing. And so, um, they kind of just backed off and, and let me do what I needed. Oh, good. Yeah. I didn't know how that story was going to end. Was I was worried. afraid it was going to be like, so I had to drop out and. Oh God, know, no. But... My mom was like, yeah. If I die, you're going to college. Like, it's the only <laughs> thing she, you know, really, really wanted from me. So Ugh. I want to uh, just touch on and then direct everyone to the uh, Braving the Elements mm. episode to get to dig a little bit more into this particular thing. But um, we even used it as our clip when the episode came out is this idea of you having this really iconic yeah. role in voiceover but feeling like your biggest obstacle to getting that was the thing that got you the part, yeah. which is the the way your voice sounded. Yeah. Um, can you just like touch on that and then oh, God, yeah. direct people to, to the, yeah. Yeah. So growing up, people would call my house and they'd be, and they'd be like, oh, is your mom there or whatever? Oh, no. Is it, who's this? Oh, it's cricket. And they're like, oh, I thought, is this a boy? Like it happened so often. I was like, oh God. So everyone thought I was a boy and that was fine. And then um, when I was training, right? So 15, 16, I was do- doing plays and musicals. People were like, you know, you sound like, are you sick? I, it's, you sound really bad. Maybe you shouldn't talk. And I was like, okay. So then I went for like a year whispering, which I didn't know was the worst thing you could do to your- It's so bad. I, I didn't know. It's so counterintuitive though. Who would ever think? Who would ever <sighs> think that whispering would be worse for you? If you're trying to like not strain your voice. I remember I told you there was that other year where I talked in a high squeak. So my mom was like, I'm done. We're getting you a voice (laughs) teacher. And I did around like 12. I got a voice teacher. And she was like, my love, stop whispering. And I was like, it's okay. And she was like, no, stop. So I stopped and I worked with her and she taught me how to project, how to sing, you know, right. So I wasn't hurting myself. But I always thought, oh my God, you know, especially at college, if I don't get a neutral sounding voice. I'm never going to work. I'm never going to get a part. Who would hire someone that sounds all like scratchy and gravelly? And it sounds, I hated it. I don't want Mm. other people to have to, you know, sit. And then I remember I got to LA and I was doing some voiceover stuff and they said, can you come in for this part? You have to, you know, really goth. And I was like, oh, I'm not the right person. That's not me at all. Uh I'm like Uh hipper, you know? Well, I mean, I'm an actor. So I did it and I was like, I can't believe they want this sound as a, yeah, they, they're looking, this is, they want someone to sound this like dark and whatevs. I was like, I kind of think that's cool because as a teen, I mean, that's how you feel anyway. And I think I spent my whole life trying to be girly or be whatever, right. Um, Sound like a woman, be a woman. And I, I just realized. I don't have to do any of that. Yeah. It's great. It's such a great, 
it's just a lovely like you know capsule of a story that really I think really serves to help people who have that feeling of like this thing I have that I think is in my way oh I was so embarrassed don't think about try to look at that put a different lens on that you may be shocked to learn that that thing is going to propel you forward or that that thing in a certain moment is going to be everything absolutely and my name too I mean even you know at college at NYU they were like your name is awful it's not going to work your voice is awful you can't do Shakespeare in the park with that voice it was very like you just don't have an option and I remember just being like I don't there's nothing I can do to really change my voice and a name is just a name I just didn't take it as seriously as I thought they would and then you know when I got out and was just auditioning this casting director is it's a whole reason why I'm in voiceovers um David Caporelliotis from Manhattan Theater Club he stopped my monologue and he was like hey uh do you do voiceovers and I was like what I'm like trying to do my acting here and he's you know yeah. interrupting me and I'm like uh, uh no is that like jingles he's like no it's not jingles and I'm like oh that sounded <laughs> fun like you know crap yeah. and cheese <laughs> and he was like no 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 it's voiceovers whatever I go no I don't I don't I don't know how to do that because you should look into it and then I left and a year later same guy different play he goes hey I asked you last year uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I'm so embarrassed. I don't know how to like do that. And he's yeah. like, okay, I can tell you what, to, where to go or what to do. Yeah. And he did. And I just thought this is the most bonker thing ever. I sound yeah. like a weirdo Yeah. and they want you to sound like a weirdo. Like to me, I just sound like a weirdo, whatever yeah. that is. Uh-huh. So it is kind of cool. Very cool that, um, that, that was seen as a pro and not that I need surgery and I didn't need to sound like whomever. Right. And then when I sing, it gets clearer. So that always throws people. Yeah. But it's so interesting. Yeah. It's so interesting. There's a, I, I was on a show, um, shooting 20 and 2021 with a bunch of kids and it was a, it was a musical show. So all the kids sang and, um, and I had one of the, the, the little girl who's sort of, I mean, she's a they all had like wonderful moments to shine. There are five kids, but um, she's the middle kid and she's the one who is it's the the kid's parent. Ha, uh, mom has died. Mm. She was sick and she died. And she's the one who everybody has their way of sort of coping. Yeah. And she's the one who really is very broken and very angry about it. Mm. And she has this raspy adult sounding oh. voice and when she sings, it's just like it's it in that case, it stays super raspy. But like same thing. I mean, she was only seven um, when we met and, you know, she was sort of doing things in defiance of that voice because other kids made fun of her. Other yeah. kids were like, your voice is so, like you sound like a mom. Like, what's wrong with oh, you? Or, like, gosh. you sound like a boy because she has this like real yeah. husky voice. Or they and, say, you know, I sound like a violin. An agent told me that she's like, we can't represent <sighs> you. You seem really great. I was like, oh, my God, I sound like a broke. I should just stop everything. You know? uh, and that was, of course, before May and before Avatar. So it's like, yeah. yes, you're going to have people tell you the, a lot of things. And some of them you might agree with, which I did agree. Oh, my gosh, I do sound like a scratchy violin. But <laughs> what if someone out there wants a goddamn scratchy violin? Yeah. I'm the freaking person. And that's that's right. what you have to kind of keep remembering. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that also, like, your voice doesn't even. But now people are like, "You don't sound like May." Well, when I you know meet you them, have to do go I into the voice. What I have to be like, "Hey, I'm Cricket. Great to meet yeah. you." Okay, which quote do we want today? Do we want, please yes. tell me you're here to kill me, or uh-huh. you know, <laughs> oh, I love Zuko more than I fear you. But I have to go in it because they are definitely like, yeah. "What?" You know. Um, yeah. And I love Comic Cons. I love getting to see everybody. And, isn't it great? Oh, I was so yeah. I I remember best. when you were getting ready to go to one. I was like, remember? And I, I was like, it. you are going. I was like, you are going to get so much food for your heart. Like you're going to have so many meaningful it conversations. Was. People are going to be so happy that you're there in person, so they can tell you how much your character meant to them. It is like. It's ex- so exhausting. I've never done anything in my oh, life, and performing so is hard. But it is the most exhausting yet exciting, fulfilling, like deeply emotionally satisfying okay. experience. Right? I just knew that people were going to be like you. I love it you. It was wonderful. I see, you see, you see people. You are present. Like you're not just like hey, how you doing? No, you know, which does I exist in like, places like that. Like I just knew you would I be waved the bell of the ball. I loved all these kids. I was like, yeah. you guys look amazing. 
you know, and some, we went to the children's hospital, which was amazing, Jenny Kwan and I, and, you know, some of them don't know Avatar. It didn't matter. We were like, you look so great, you know, cheers to healing. And, you know, it just was us bringing joy. It It didn't matter what TV show or what, whatever thing we do, we're just bringing joy. So I agree. It was awesome. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Hey there, it's Annabelle Gerwich. And I'm Laura House. We host Tiny Victories, the 15-minute podcast that's about the little things. Getting into the tiny victory frame of mind is about recognizing minor accomplishments and fleeting joys. Isn't it a wonderful day when the first password you try actually works? When it's freezing cold outside and toasty as all get out in my shower, my tiny victory is that I turn off the water and get on with my day. We can't change this big dumb world, but we can celebrate the tiny wins. So join us on Maximum Fun or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's get tiny! Before I let you go, I have to play this MASH game I play at the end of every episode. All you have to do is just be willing to answer off the cuff. Um, It's all going to be stuff you like. The only, the the hardest part is like an hour later being like, oh, why did I say soup? I really wish I would have said lettuce. Oh, I am going to be that person. (laughs) But this is the moment, this is that we're living in the present moment. In the present moment, these are the answers that feel right to you. So I'm going to create this MASH uh, alternate universe life for you where Cricket is doing all of these other things that she loves um so it's happening and i'm gonna start with the category of three places in the world that you would love to have uh, another home if we could oh. just sort of teleport you there and you could just be in that place uh, so i get to pick three yeah and, oh. and the way mash works is at the end you'll end up with one thing from each category and i'll be like and this is your life and i'll sort of oh, for you this is the best game <laughs> ever it's a lot of like rem- thinking about things you like and that's fun that's fun okay so positano italy would be one. Never been there, but I think I need a house. Aspen, Great. Colorado. Great. And South Haven, Michigan. Great. All right. Next one is three. We're going to put you in a musical. Uh, it's not going to be exhausting to perform unless you want it to be. You don't have to do a short run. You don't have to do a long run. You could do a one-off. You could do it for however long you want. And like age, gender, that stuff goes out the window. So if there's whatever three parts that you would love to play in three musicals that um, that you're like, oh, I could I could, you know, I could do Ophelia or I could Ooh. do, you know, or, or you could be Hamlet or whatever. That's so just it's not very... just musical. It can be straight play also. Yeah, it could be. play. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to say musical. Okay, it can good. Be, it, yeah. Any 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 character. I mean, I have 20 already to tell you. So Great. it's like so easy. So my top. Top one is Maggie the Cat from uh, Cat on Hot Tin Roof. Dying, yes, dying to play that part. Second, Great. this is so, definitely, I want to play Eliza Doolittle in yes. Pygmalion or My oh, my Fair Lady, but Pygmalion. Lovely. Oh, I'm obsessed with Cockney accents, so I, that would be oh. my second one. And then third would be, I really want to play... Uh, Mercutio in <gasps> Romeo and Juliet. Yes, what a great role. That'd be fun. Oh. Stage combat and all that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a great Swords. Um Yeah, I love that you try. And funny. And fun. And fun. You know what yeah. I mean? And tragic and funny. Uh, okay, uh, next category. Let's do three movies that you can jump into and just be in that world whenever you want. You're not reliving the plot. You're safe. So if there's like some mm. action happening, you're not going to get like hurt. But you get to interact <laughs> with those characters and oh, be in wow, that place. Oh, wow. That's so good. Movies are harder. There's so many. But my... I think I really love S.E. Hinton's writing, and I think The Outsiders would be a movie that I would sure. love to be because I always felt I was like anybody's from West Side Story. So yeah. I want to be like the yeah. kid side, the bo- girl sidekick. Yes. So The Outsiders would be a movie I would love. Um, oh, um, what is that? Oh, Harry Met Sally. I would love yes. to be in a Harry Met Sally movie. Oh, great. And then maybe one of those like sweeping epics like – with what's the Brad Pitt and the horses and the oh god it's like Yellowstone but oh 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 uh remains of the day nope that's no 100% not but it. I know no, uh Legends of Fall yes. Legends of the Fall yes Legends of the Fall would be great I said that like we were having game night and you and I just were gonna score points like in <laughs> I would love to do game night Legends of the Fall Legends yeah. of the Fall baby fish like mouth charades. baby fish mouth <laughs> baby fish mouth baby fish mouth 
Baby fish mouth. She says baby fish mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Cheese Annie of Annie's Cakes. Yeah. Oh, so I good. love it. So I good. love it. Baby fish mouth. Uh, yeah. Oh, because baby fish mouth is sweeping the nation. Right. That's what that's it is. What it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Oh. Okay. Uh, three. Uh, speaking of Annie's Cakes, three foods that in this reality maybe you can't indulge in because you're allergic or it feels bad for the environment or you'd love to be able to eat an entire sheet cake like you could when you were a kid without feeling sick. You are the everything is on the table for this. It's you can have it in perpetuity. You don't have to just eat it, but you can have as much as you want whenever you want and nothing bad happens to anybody. Mm, yes. Uh, medium rare ribeye. Great. Truffle fries. Ooh, truffle fries. And creme brulee. Great, great. <laughs> um, I could just great. eat them all in order every day. <laughs> love it, love <laughs> it, love it. Uh, okay, this is a mash game uh, from its origin point with, uh, I'm sure, young kids everywhere. There is a romance aspect mm. to this. So alternate universe, it could be characters from movies. It could be a character from a book, a cartoon, oh. uh, a, a person, you know, famous person who is now dead, but you can bring them back to whatever age they were when you had a crush on them. <laughs> uh, whatever you want, this is uh, sky's the limit three romantic or sexy oh, times gosh. partners that we're going to hand you uh for this alternate okay universe. i i really like uh wolverine um great so me yes. and him would get along great i feel great. like he would just be like doing shots and hanging out and eating I great food it. and he'd bring out his knives and it'd be fun um be <laughs> i feel like mel brooks i would have been in love great. with and yes. and i feel like if you were my age i could be his madeline khan and maybe yes. before Madeline Kahn, we could have been in love. You definitely have a Madeline Kahn. I do. I say that as I worship oh, her. Yeah, I do absolutely. Too. I love her. Absolutely. Um, and then, I mean, I want to throw in Zuko because I'm Mako all the way, love no matter what. It. I don't care what anybody ships. I ship Mako. Love. Huh, huh, huh. Great. Um, let's do powers. Let's do, it could be bending oh, yeah. powers. It could be other superpowers. Three powers that you would like to have. Oh, I would love to know what people are thinking, of course, although that would be a bit of a bummer, too. But it would be really neat to know that. You can use it when you want to. Yeah. It's not a thing that was forced on yeah. you all the time, like Professor X. It's like, right. you know, if you want to tune in, you can. Otherwise, you're fine. Okay, fine. I like that. I would, um, gosh, superpowers. I know this one should be so easy. I think I would love to just have the superpower to like press a button and be dressed fabulously every day oh yeah like if i could just go like boop and like have a prada outfit or just some cute like yeah. denim overalls I, so i don't have to think i love it i just called it instafab oh yes 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 that's a power <laughs> i want and I then um i think invisibility would be pretty neat oh yeah great 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 Great, great, great. Okay. Uh, let's do three. There's just two more. So, yeah. so this next category is let's do uh, alternate universe uh, careers that you can oh, try yeah. on. Um, three. Okay. Uh, for sure, try a lawyer. I would great. love to have love, Me love, love. Too. Right? God, let's do it. We could do a show. It sounds based so on stressful. Us if you could take, it. yeah, if you could give me like the, like, um, the, the lack of stress level of a psychopath I'd be so happy I'd be like oh it would just roll <laughs> off my back I mean yes I'd be sure to uh, quick to anger but like if I just like my my cortisol just yes. stayed at a very low level oh, we can that do that amazing. we can do that with EMDR great. but we can talk about that later. great we can great, do that. great great so I'm in okay so trial or would be really fun although everyone I know this lawyer is like that's stupid you'd hate it and I'm like no I think I'd love it no I'd love it um what else I think I would love to be a chef Great. I love yes. cooking, but I'm but I mess up meat a lot, and my husband's so nice. He's like, it's a little over. I'm like, but I have a meat thermometer. I, what is happening? Okay, so yeah, the cooking I love. Um, yeah, because I love Gordon Ramsay. He would be one of my romances too. Oh sure. Uh, last career choice, I think. Hmm. Should be easier than this, huh? But um, not necessarily. Maybe um, I would own uh, a restaurant, restaurant tour. Right. Yeah. Great, great, great. And then you would purposefully screw it up so Gordon Ramsay would have to come. <gasps> He's like, this looks like Dandy's flip flop. <laughs> and I'd be like, I know, help me. I know. Help but aren't me. you so pretty and cute? <laughs> 
amazing. Uh, okay, for the Avatar lovers out there, I know yeah. we've got Zuko uh, captured, but how about three characters from Avatar that you get to like hang out with oh. for a day or two? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, Azula, I need. I would need to hang out with because yeah, right. um, I just love her. I love her character. I love the the the, the arc. I mean, she's amazing, yes, and Gray's yeah, amazing. Yeah. So yes. I would love Azula. Love um, it. I would really love seeing or may and her mom i think oh yeah but like having a different vibe than what we got to see exactly yeah and then i would love to hang out with um what's that surfer guy those surfer guys ron and john or one of those ron and john (laughs) i think it'll be fun like from the beach the beach episode And yes. Azula has a crush on one and she thinks oh, yeah. together. Like that's the guy. I think oh, yeah. have fun and we could like play guitar on the rocks. And, like, oh my God. I, love I don't it. know. Yes. Like, Absolutely. I mean, there's so many great characters, but I no, no. Those are- I-, I think paying paying tribute to the beach is never a bad idea because <laughs> it's such an amazing episode and you want to just see that entire series. Um, okay. Uh, give me a number between one and seven. Seven. Okay, great. And while I do this, will you please tell people, like, can they listen to your band even if they can't see you in person? Yes. And where else can they find you? And anything yes. like that that you would love for people to check out? Yes, and, of and course. Great of. point. And, you know, this is my weakest point because I'm so bad at, at uh, just mm-hmm. promo. It's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. But, yes, so you can find me. My band is called Cricket Creek. And we're on Facebook, so the Cricket Creek Band. And you'll see it there. And I'm the lead singer. We do blues, classic rock. And I'm going to start to go in a more of an Americana songwriter type Brandy Carlisle oh, nice. direction. Ooh. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram under Cricket World, but it's W-I-R-L-D. I'm on TikTok. I think it's just at Cricket Lee. And what else? My If you need a therapist, you can always find me or other great therapists at Blend Health. So that's B-L-N-D-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com. Uh, I love that. I love that that's even an option for people is to find you. People are like, I mean, after listening to this episode, I feel like a ton of people are like, I need that. Like, I need that person's perspective in a professional capacity. It really just is perspective. A lot of people will come and be like, well, I bought, you know, I thought I would need to see you for six months, but we only met four times. I'm like, I know that's how it should be. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I love that. It shouldn't be a year's worth of your money and a year's worth, you know, Uh, I love, but it is kind of buying, giving people those tools Mm -hmm. is great. Um, okay, wonderful. Well, that is all great. Please, people, take action because you know, you know you're in love with cricket. Uh, okay, so I have your uh, 100% guaranteed alternate universe mash uh, life here. Um, it's very replete with a lot of joyful things. So, I mean, this is like, whew, this is very exciting. This is very, very exciting. All right. I don't even know where to start. Okay, I'm going to start with the fact that you have a beautiful apartment in Positano, Italy. Oh, Uh Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, the idea of you, you know, retreating to that whenever you want to, um, maybe because you want a little bit of a break, because it turns out some people write in that being a trial lawyer is exhausting Uh-oh. in a very satisfying way, but you want to just probably unplug from that altogether and go to Positano, uh, especially because um, you're going to need to work up your energy for the commitment you've made to play Mercutio oh, in Romeo my and goodness. Juliet, which is also going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, when you're finished with that, I don't know, you probably go back to your apartment in Italy, but you may want to spend a little time inside When Harry Met Sally <gasps> just to kind of be in the New York of that Love movie it. and be with those characters and have it be so fun and funny which kind of makes sense and will be something you'll want to talk about with your uh, dynamic and hilarious partner, Mel Brooks. Oh, yeah! So all of this is happening. You are eating nonstop if you want them or every once in a while if you want them, but zero ramifications, Mm. truffle fries, truffle fries, truffle fries. Amen. Delicious truffle fries. Uh, And... You also uh, give yourself this opportunity to kind of experience the May slash mom dynamic um, out of the Avatarverse, which is also wonderful. And 
through all of this, I mean, it might be a little bit strange to do Mercutio as an invisible person, but know that through all of this, whatever you want, you go ahead and turn yourself fully invisible. Oh my gosh. And just see what life is like (gasps) from no one can see that you're there. What are you going to, what kind of trouble are you going to get into? I mean, I just can't wait to find out. I got a massage. That's how amazing I feel. Because that was titillating, tantalizing, tantamount to nothing. You, Janet Barney, are brilliant. Oh, that is a great life. I'm very excited. I will take it. I'm very excited. This is Brooks. <laughs> Mrs. Brooks, thank you so much for Aww. taking time from all the things you have going on in this life and the next, the <laughs> other. Um, and this has been such a joy. And I adore too. you. And I hope we get to see each other in We will. Person. I'll be in LA for my video. Oh, heck yeah. Come on out. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'll in. let you know. I'm in. We're going to okay, just good. have you know, some, some cocktails with me and Mr. Brooks it. and whoever else is around. Oh, yes. I'm there. I'm I there. adore you. I think what you're doing is so fun and so awesome and just bringing joy. And looking back at our weird years oh, is so I important. Because, never, I can't. I never get tired of it. Because I, because we were, I was a mess. But like, that's what's so cool, right? Is that yeah, you're exactly. Always, if you stay a mess, then you're always, you know, kind of looking exactly. for it. So thank you, Janet. Exactly. Thanks, everybody. I'll talk to you next week. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported